Do you dream about your next trip? You're in the right place. On the Time to Talk Travel podcast, we come to you weekly to share places to go and what to do when you get there. Let's dive into this week's adventure. Hi, this is Nasreen back with Time to Talk Travel with a couple of other team members. I've got Maureen, Sharon, Sherry, and we're going to talk about a super important topic today, passports, because it is such a big thing. People worrying about missing their trips, passports taking months to get back, people expediting them and them not actually coming any faster. We're going to lead off on this one with Sharon because she is actually going to leave us shortly to go head to the passport office and get an expedited passport. So she is going to be the resident expert on how this is going today. You know, I am so last minute and it's funny because I I have so much experience. I've probably gotten uh, last minute passports for my family at least a dozen times at this point. Booking a trip and realizing somebody's passport is about to expire or somebody loses their passport. My daughter's lost hers at least twice. So I'm very familiar with this emergency last minute process. I would say that anytime we've done regular passport applications and even with the expedited, it never comes faster. So we've resorted to booking an appointment at our local passport office multiple times. I'll be going to San Diego immediately after this meeting in order to get an expedited passport for myself because I just realized my passport expired about a week ago. I actually booked a short cruise to Mexico where I will have an excuse to get an expedited passport. I know that sounds crazy and I wouldn't advise that you go and book a trip just so you can get an expedited passport. We actually wanted to take this trip and it worked out pretty conveniently. In order to get an expedited passport, you need to have an excuse. You need to have a death. You need to have an imminent trip. You need to have a doctor's note for urgent travel that you really need the passport. And you're going to need to book an appointment at your passport office. You're going to need to bring all your documentation. You're going to need that doctor's note. You're going to need proof of travel. You're going to need all of your identification. In my case, I'll be bringing my expired passport. I'll be bringing my birth certificate. I'll be bringing my proof of travel. I'll be bringing my driver's license, anything and any extra documentation because you don't want to mess this up and the passport pictures as well. And we we can talk about that a little bit later about if you're going to do your own passport pictures, what you need to know about passport pictures. I should be able to get this passport, not same day. There may be in an office near you, but there is not near me. I'll be able to get it a couple of days later. Another thing I just wanted to know, I I made my appointment in San Diego, even though that's a little bit further away from me than Los Angeles, because the San Diego office generally has more availability. You have to book this appointment within two weeks of travel. I tried to call the Monday two weeks before, and they were like, no. That is not two weeks. It has to be the Tuesday for the Monday that you're leaving. By the time I called, Los Angeles only had an appointment the day I was leaving. Fortunately, San Diego had availability. So if you have more than one office, you may have to shop around. Yeah. And these offices are traditionally in larger cities and you cannot walk into them. You have to make an appointment. You can't transfer the appointment to somebody else. And again, like Sharon said, they're urgent travel. So within the next two weeks or they're a life or death emergency situation. I know I've utilized when my daughter was just born. My daughter is 10 now. We got 
a call a couple days before she was born that my father-in-law had been hospitalized on a trip in Ireland. They didn't think he was going to live for very long. He went in for blood clots. They found leukemia and they told my husband to get there right away. I got induced with my daughter at 39 weeks, had her, and he left three days later because we went to the Burlington, Vermont passport office and we went with literally just the paper from the hospital and some documentation so that I could get my passport renewed and we could get one for her and we could get his renewed because the closest flights that could get him to Ireland that were reasonable and had availability were out of Montreal and I needed to drive across the border. We were able to get those appointments, give the proof of everything and do everything very quickly. It's a matter of going in and having everything ready. If you're traveling with a minor child who needs a passport, you have to apply in person for their first passport. So if you don't have the amount of time to go to the post office and wait, you're going to have to book in one of these offices, get that notarized form from the other parent if they can't go. It's really, really, really important to go through with these appointments and check every little thing, blue or black ink, this form, get signed, make a list, check it 17 times. And Sherry, I know you were doing some research on this as well. For one to three days, it says a doctor's note, a death you have to prove. You can't just have someone write handwritten note that someone died. You have to actually show proof. I think that's great information from Sharon that it is possible to get done quickly. You just have to have your travel already booked. Even with expediting a passport, people may see that phrasing and think, oh, I'll use this service to do it, or I'll do it through the postal service and pay extra. And even those expedited services that used to be you'd get your passport in three weeks are taking significantly longer. I would urge people who have imminently upcoming travel within the next couple of months to really think before they send everything off to get expedited through a third-party service. Do it somehow that you can keep track of where it is and how it's going. I was just going to say, learn from our mistakes. <laughs> yes, you can get it done in an emergency, but it's really much easier to just have a valid passport. Mm -hmm. So if you're not going anywhere, still get it done. Have it ready to go because that's not why you don't want to be able to travel. Do you know what I mean? If you, you want to be able to just pack your bags and go and be ready for it. I add another level of complexity. So I'm Canadian that lives in Texas and the Canadian passport system has been atrocious because of COVID. Basically we're two years behind and I think they're having some strike issues as well. But from that perspective, you can also get an emergency passport same way. And I will be going next week to Dallas. I live just south of Houston. So it's going to be a good five-hour drive to go in person. Same thing. I have to prove that my two daughters whose passports have expired, that's not without trying. But Because if I was to do it through the system, I have to send all of their ID, their birth certificate and everything by mail to Canada and wait for it to come back. And I did not want their ID lost in you know, I am uh, too paranoid for that. I can right? never, that's why I do it in person. Yeah. The offices were closed. So you had no other option. Yeah. I called the Canadian embassy in Dallas and they said, yes, we can do it. It has to be 10 days before you travel and you will get your passport three to five days. It's still cutting it close. Right. Mm -hmm. But I am also going to book flights to Mexico for them. Not sure we will actually use them, but you know, you have to prove that you have tickets, whether it be the cruise or flights or something as a part of your Southwest. documentation. Southwest with points to Costa Rica. I know, right? Then 
Exactly. And you know what, if that saves me not having to fly all the way back to Canada or send all of their identification in the mail to an abyss of bureaucracy, then yes, I will be driving. And if we get to go to Mexico too, then that'd be great. (laughs) For me, I know we have to renew all our passports. I, I know everyone is due. I think one of us has a valid passport right now and all the other ones are on the cusp of expiration or have just expired. And I know I need to do it and life gets busy. We don't have any travel planned, but If you haven't checked your passport expirations in a little bit, check them. But that also brings up another good point because sometimes it's not just them being expired that you need to worry about. There are other restrictions on passports for travel. I think we've all been on TikTok or seen a video of someone who's like, oh my goodness, I had to go at the last second because I didn't know you had to have six months left on your passport for this country or this many pages left. Have you guys ever faced anything with that? Oh yeah. I've dealt with the six month thing for sure. It depends on which countries you're traveling to going between sort of Mexico, us and Canada, a little more lenient. They, they're not too concerned that you're not going to go back home. You're not going to stay forever, but other countries around the world are far more um, strict on it. Yeah. And I know that came into play. I was on a cruise that went to a lot of um, countries in the Baltic area And there were a couple of people on the cruise who were concerned because they weren't clear on how many places we're going to stamp our passports. And some countries have different rules. So when we went into Russia, they flipped halfway through and stamped towards the end of people's passports in the middle, not right in a row. There were some people who were pretty upset about that. So if you have a lot of stops planned on your trip, definitely check how much space you have left. I I was really bummed that my present passport, I was trying to fill the whole thing up, but I just came like a little bit short (laughs) of filling it up. Another thing is your passport pictures. You want to really make sure when you go in for these last minute passports that your pictures are going to pass muster. I went to my local CVS yesterday to get some passport pictures and they got to be the worst. The fluorescent lighting, like shining down on your head indoors there's nothing worse than those photos i used to go to costco when they still did passport photos and i went there because their photo booth was outside they have that big open door to the outdoors we walk into costco it's like a garage door and their photo center was right there in the front they would pull down their screen you'd have that natural lighting i got the best passport photos (laughs) at that costco i was just so depressed when they stopped doing it uh, anyway, so I got my pictures at CVS and being the vain person that I am, I look like a, a prison convict who's just gotten off a long haul flight, which is probably good because it's, I'll be it'll very look recognizable. You. That's how I will look <laughs> when I travel. But no, I don't want those pictures. I looked into services that you can edit your own photos mm-hmm. and turn oh. them into passport photos. There are many kind of digital, they'll take out the background, they'll size it for you. I shot a quick selfie and in natural light and used this service to remove the background and size it and turn it into a passport photo, which I'm now going to print very quickly before I leave. I'm hoping that will work. I'm still bringing the CVS ones just in case it doesn't. There's a lot of rules when you do a photo, if you do it yourself yourself you can't like have a hat on you're not supposed to have glasses on you're no not earbuds there's earbuds, a lot of rules no even shadows hands. yeah yeah no shadows in the background nothing on your head mm-hmm. um, no smiling still you cannot be in uniform or wear camouflage either that's a weird one that doesn't always get picked up i had a friend who was a flight attendant who was in uniform in their passport photo and went to go renew as a person and they said it was a uniform and they had to retake it 
The woman who took my picture at CVS, one of the reasons why it was so bad is she insisted that my ears had to be showing. Um, afterwards, I went on the passport site and I did not see anything about that. But she was like, put your hair behind your ears. So I'm tucking my hair behind my oh. ears. My ears are showing and I do not look good. That is a, that is a different look for you. The voluminous hair is <laughs> yeah. definitely so, better. So that was a big part of the problem. <laughs> hair is old, tight behind my ears. The ear thing is not true. So the people who are taking the pictures might not even know all the rules. And with the passport photos too, there are rules even, and I had to go back. I can't remember where we went, maybe Walgreens or something. And I said, this isn't going to pass because the picture they gave, it has to have spacing. There has to be white spacing around your face. I said, this doesn't measure right. I need you to retake this. You have to be really careful and make sure that you're following the rules exactly. Don't just automatically think, oh, they took my picture here. They definitely know what they're doing. Double check it before you leave with it. You can also go to photographers who know yep. this. You guys are talking about getting an American passport, but if you are from a different country like me, they couldn't even just make the pictures the same size. No, that'd be way too easy. So the Canadian passport <laughs> pictures have to be a different size and have different rules. I had to find a guy in Galveston who is on the, the embassy's website who knows how to take a Canadian passport photo. In the U.S., there's people from everywhere and some people have dual citizenship and whatnot. It's not even just checking all your photos. It's checking your photos rules for the, the country that you are from. Exactly. Fun with bureaucracy. This is really how we want to spend our That's Saturday. Right. Right. <laughs> All the red tape. And, and when in doubt, when you are getting the passport and you're filling out the form and everything, always get the bigger book. Always. I think people look at it and they're like, oh, why do I always get the bigger book? <laughs> Absolutely. And while you're at it, also look at getting your TSA pre-approval. If you're, if you travel internationally, get global entry. That is a game changer when you're actually traveling to be able to go in that other line and not have to wait with everybody else. I, I can't tell you how many flights I would have missed if I didn't have, I had Nexus and now I have global entry. If you're going to do it, get all your ducks in a row, get all your passports done, get everybody TSA pre-approved. And if you're going to travel internationally, definitely get a global entry. It's much faster. Oh, sorry, There's a lot ahead. of credit cards that now offer a global entry. I have a Capital One Venture card and they'll pay the fee for global entry as part of your credit card membership. I, now that you say that, I remember card. that. Yeah. And you can do these at the airport a lot of times. If you're already there for a trip, you can sign up on site and sometimes you can make an appointment while you're there. I know that when we used to fly in and out of Austin or Houston, my father-in-law had gone early to a flight in Austin so that he could renew his pre-check. There's all these offices that have sites at the airports. So maximize that waiting time that you're already there for and do something else with it as well. I and think then, for global entry, you have to be flying into the U.S. from another country in order to get your global entry at the airport. Okay. I, I think you're correct on that. And we'll double check in, put links below on how to sign up for the different things. One, uh, I, I have to drop this tip because again, we got a passport for a two day old baby, right? And they look like, as my husband calls them, underbaked meatloaf. Uh, at that point, how do you get a good picture of a baby? So I'm going to give you my tip that I've written about before that will help you get a good baby passport photo because I feel like this is a service to parents everywhere. We had one of those baby chairs that was like the rocker recliner that they just sit in and bounce a little bit, cover it with a white sheet and then put white socks on one parent's hands and put them on either side of the baby 
and make sure their face is looking at the camera and snap the photo really quickly. Take a couple <laughs> and definitely use the sizing online. But I'm telling you, people will say to put the, the kid up in front of white poster board, but when it's baby, they won't do that. But a white sheet, very white sheet, white socks, you can hold them in place. That's a good tip. Baby it, passports are horrible to do. <laughs> it was a different kind of challenge. I mean, how do you get a good picture of a two-day-old? And also just one thing, if you are an adult who didn't travel a lot when you were younger and you know that passports are good for 10 years, they're not for kids. They're five years. So just be aware of that. They do not have the same shelf life as an adult passport. And I think that people don't always remember that. It's also a good idea to try and do your passports as a family. Unfortunately for us, because my daughters have lost their passports and we're all out of sync now. We have six people in my family. It's time to <laughs> renew someone's passport at any given time. But if you can avoid this, I think it's a great idea. Just all get in sync with each other because then at least it's a to-do item on your calendar that you can sync up. <laughs> I'm devil's advocate on the other side of that one, right? Because there's six of us as well. And I don't want to pay for six passports at once. If you're going to do that, definitely plan ahead and save it up. But definitely getting in sync to a certain point or just really keeping track of everyone's and double checking everything to make sure that you're not going to run into any surprises. Yeah. Or maybe like April is your passport renewal month. Every year it's someone else, but, mm. but you know that it's a specific time. It's complete chaos in my house. Can we find it? Everyone's passport. Our tip is to make sure that you put them somewhere safe. We have a little safe that we put those kind of documents in because the last thing you need is to lose it, have it be damaged because it has to be in almost pristine condition to use. It can't be half chewed by the dog or spilled coffee on it. That's not going to be a valid passport. It has to be in good shape and to hang on to them for 10 years, you really do have to put them away and be careful with them. And make sure you bring them when you leave on your trip, because <laughs> believe it or not, I once got almost all the way to LAX with my daughter on a flight to London, and she realized she had forgotten her passport that she told me she had in her bag. We had to go back to home and then go back to LAX. Our flight was delayed for an hour and a half. We actually made the flight, which was some kind of miracle. You, it's easy to forget your passport. You have so much going on when you're leaving for a trip. And that also on the same note, if you have an older passport, don't store it in the same place as the new passport because you want to make sure you grab the right one. Well, I think on that note, I think that's it. I don't know. I, I hate to run you guys, but oh, no. my appointment is in two hours in San Diego and no, I do you, not want to miss you it. You were the inspiration for this and <laughs> it is such a hot topic right now. No one wants their vacation ruined because of a passport snafu. So definitely we're going to let Sharon run and go and get her passport fixed so that she can go on this trip and everyone at home, check your passports. Make sure they're not expired. See how many pages you have left. It's always a good time to check and make sure you're ready to travel. So thank you for joining us today. And we'll be back with another episode later. Until then, think about travel. This has been another episode of Time to Talk Travel, brought to you by hashtagtravels.com. You can keep in touch with us between episodes by checking out our site, joining our newsletter, or connecting with us on social. We've always got the information you need in our episode notes. Until next time, happy travels, and thanks for being a part of our trip.